The NBA announced the midseason tournament details, and the Chicago Bulls are going to play in Group C. We're going to talk about what that could look like for the Bulls. Should we even be excited about this in-season NBA tournament? And we're going to talk about the disabled player exception and dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the show right off the top at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. And I do want to remind everyone that the podcast is available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube. So make sure you guys go check it out in all places. But let's get into the content for today. So we now have the details of this you know, much rumored and, you know, we kind of, we knew this NBA in-season tournament was coming, right? Adam Silver's been talking about it for, you know, well over a year now. They got it included in the new CBA. And so there are going to be three groups in each conference, right? And group play is going to take place on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then the top four teams will uh, meet up at, in the final four in Las Vegas where they'll battle it out in the semifinals and, de- and determine the winner of what they're calling the in-season tournament cup which they already display what that trophy is going to look like. It looks pretty cool. I won't, I won't lie on that. The Chicago Bulls are going to be in Group C. Uh, the teams that are going to be in Group C with them are the Celtics, the Nets, the Raptors, and the Magic. So, you know, this is a uh, – it could be a pretty fun group. When you look at how the Bulls have played against, you know, the Celtics and the Nets over the last couple of years, there was actually a little bit of detail. Had this in-season tournament had gone on last year, the Chicago Bulls would have actually been the number one seed in the tournament, which is crazy. Um, to think like with all, you know, how up and down that season was for the Chicago Bulls. But we play against these teams pretty well, right? The Magic are always a team that match up tough against us. And, you know, uh, Wendell Carter always looks to kill us on top of that. Uh, and then you look at the Toronto Raptors. We've always had really fun matchups with the Toronto Raptors. Now, the Raptors are going to be a much different team than what they were last season. So it's going to be interesting with that. The Nets, who are now a young, scrappy team, we've added some talent uh, to that roster, and it's going to be a fun uh, series to watch as well. And then the Boston Celtics, yes, they lose Marcus Smart, but they've added Kristaps Porzingis uh, and much other players. So it's going to be, I, I think, a fun you know group to watch that group play in. While I'm not like the highest on this in-season tournament, I really, personally, I kind of look at it as like it is what it is, right? It, it was something that especially if you follow the WNBA like I do, you knew it was coming. They kind of test things out in the WNBA that eventually make their way over to uh, the NBA. And the Commissioner's Cup in the WNBA, while it hasn't really been this, like, this huge, like, difference maker with, when it comes to the season, uh, the, 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 the uh, Commissioner's Cup, which is what they call, you know, the, 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 the tournament there, if you win the tournament, you win the Commissioner's Cup. It, it, the Commissioner's Cup game has been fun the last couple of years. So, you know, ultimately, Bulls, fans and basketball fans get a little bit more basketball now most of the tournament play is going to be included in the 82 game regular season so you know you, you don't really have to watch a lot more games it just maybe adds a little bit more of a ump to some games especially when you look at playing on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, you know I, I'm really I'm not down on it but I'm not necessarily like it's I'm not excited about an in-season tournament either it kind of just is what it is now We'll see. We'll see how it shapes up, how the NBA continues to go forward. I do think in this first year, it's kind of just going to be, uh, I don't really know how to feel about it. But as years go on, maybe they find out ways to tweak it, make it more of a of a, of a kind of event. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll ultimately see, man. I, like I said, I'm not I'm not too excited about it, and I'm not too down on it. It's just the NBA changing things up. And, you know, hey, it is what it is there. Like, I mean, it'll be fun to watch and see. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I'm never going to turn down basketball, especially if you guys are, you know, subscribed over to our other channel, NBA Central as well, where we talk general NBA things. I'm sure, you know, we'll have a live stream during the commission, the, the tournament cup, the NBA cup or whatever they end up calling it. And it'll be something fun to break down, talk about, just give a little bit more of a status to certain things, I guess. But yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm not huge on it. That's why I'm just now talking about it. Cause I kind of looked at this and said, yeah, it's cool. Uh, I'm glad that they kind of now have their format. You know, the group play thing makes it kind of interesting as well because, you know, at least year in and year out, uh, I'm sure they're going to change those groups every year. But, you know, know who those matchups are going to be for you. And you can start saying, hey, those are the teams that are in Group B with us, Group C with us. So, you know, uh, it gives Bulls, it gives basketball fans a little bit more shit to talk to each other about, I guess. But ultimately, I mean, we'll see what the NBA – no light? We ain't got no lights on? Uh, we'll see what the NBA makes of it uh, for in the long term. But – you know, one of the biggest questions, and, you know, I kind of expected it to come down last week, but it didn't, was the disabled player exception for Alonzo Ball that the Chicago Bulls did file. We have not gotten it officially approved yet. Um, you know, one of the things with Julian Phillips and him, you know, the Bulls kind of delaying his signing, it was said that they wanted to, you know, delay it to see how it's going to affect the MLE and things like that. But, like, this disabled player exception, it's, it's, we're almost on a week from it being filed for, um and, and yeah well over a week now and you know yeah there was a holiday in that as well but you know hopefully this decision comes down officially uh sooner rather than later you guys know as soon as it's uh, uh it's officially approved i'll have a video out on it we kind of already have our you know potential targets in that type of area so we'll end up seeing but like i said before i really do think that this this, this uh disabled player exception may not be used to the trade deadline you hear things like Players like Tim Hardaway Jr., who now the Dallas Mavericks are expected to move before uh, the, the the at some time during the season, we can't we really we couldn't even uh, absorb him into the disabled player exception. I want to be clear there if anybody's going to ask that, you know, just kind of shoot that off. His salary is way too high. He makes about sixteen million dollars a year. Uh, the Bulls, the disabled player exception is ten point one, so it's over that. He is in the last year of his contract, but because it's over that amount, we couldn't absorb that into that uh, disabled player exception. So you're not going to expect things like that really uh, so much to say. So, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I think ultimately I'm not really worried about it being approved or not. Like I, I, maybe that maybe that con that lack of concerns comes back to bite me in my ass. Maybe uh, this is taking so long that, you know, maybe there is a chance that we don't get it. I, I would love to hear the explanation if we don't get it right. Like what? Yeah, like Lonzo Ball may never return from this injury ever. So like if we weren't to get it it make it, it puts a little bit of a highlight on some things that are going on right so you know it is what it is there man um but we'll see we'll see now one of the things that came out on yesterday's mailbag episode right and i believe it was michael corn who pointed out that on a bleacher report live stream I, I mentioned and had the phrase the billy donovan of it all right and we actually have a voicemail that kind of goes into asking about billy donovan and things like that so we're going to go ahead and jump into the mailbag uh, for today where we're going to talk a little bit about that Billy Donovan scenario and how the Chicago Bulls contracts may kind of signify a few things that may be coming down the road uh, for the Chicago Bulls. So we're going to go ahead and get into that. Um, we're going to go ahead and get into that now. What's going on, Hayes? White Big O. Calling there, man. I'm just driving it. Uh, just got done listening to your, your uh, video you just dropped this morning. Um, and I'm sitting here thinking, right, because uh, you said something that was really key. Uh, I, I mean, Billy Donovan particularly, is the, you know, he's been like the biggest uh, uh, reason or name drop for what, you know, uh, one of the biggest, I would say, well, what's going to happen with this team, with the pieces that's been added. And as I look at all the contracts, well, at least the last few, we get Kobe on a four-year deal, 
Javon on a three-year deal. I think Tory got a one-and-one, one, I'm not mistaken. Uh, Booch is a three-year deal. Zach obviously got four more, and uh, DeRozan just is in contract. So what I'm looking at is that one of the big three may be gone, whether it's Zach, whether it's DeMar, maybe in the next year, maybe, just maybe. But if, even if they are, what I'm seeing is that AK is lining these contracts up, in my mind, to Billy Donovan. It's almost like he's tying the win-now players to Billy Donovan because if you think about it three years, whether DeMar's here, whether Zach is here, or they both go, or one go, in three years, if this team it hasn't had more success than they had, I think it's a good chance Billy could be gone. And that's kind of like my question to you. Do you see, like, reading between the lines, or maybe I could be reading too much, but I know it's always, you know, a reason to everything, right? The reason to everything we do. So three years, is that is that kind of like the baseline you think the front office is putting with Billy? Because Billy, we know they're not going to rebuild because Billy don't want to rebuild. Not to say that AK don't want to rebuild, but he he can't rebuild if him and Billy already agreed that they're not going to rebuild at his extension. You know what I mean? So they're all in on what they're doing right now, whether they move players around or not. But it's kind of like it's kind of like a timeline to what I see where Billy Donovan could possibly uh, be out, as well as this core all together within the next three years. So give me your thoughts on that. All right, so. This this one was from Big O, and Big O brought up like how the Bulls are lining up the contracts, right? When you look at Kobe White three years, Nikola Vucevic three years, uh, uh, Demar Derozan's contracts coming up uh, at the end of next season, you know, Zach Levine at that point. If we look at the three years, right, he'll have one more year I think left on his deal at that point. So the questions, of course, are arising: like, all right, are the Bulls lining up these contracts for something long term, right? And I think that that's a fair question to ask. I think when you look at um, you know, how the Bulls structure those contracts is that that could be signifying the last hurrah, right? As far as maybe not necessarily going full rebuild, but maybe uh, I guess that probably would be a full rebuild. Maybe at that point, sending off, and I don't think you wait till the three years, right? I think that, I've said this before, I think Zach Levine, I think that they look at this core and they, well, with Zach Levine and they give it two more years. If the Bulls aren't fighting for something meaningful, and by that, I don't mean still hoping to get out the first round. I mean, hopefully a, a Eastern Conference Finals birth at that if they're not fighting for that by the end of the 2025 season I do think that the Bulls may start looking at all right let's we, we tried it we gave it we kept trying to build around this core at that point Zach Levine will be 30 uh and at that point you kind of look at some things and say maybe it is time to move off of these players maybe it is time to go younger and to let the younger players develop and I don't know if it much lines with Billy Donovan's contract I think it more so means hey at some point, you have to just realize you're not going to be able to build around it in enough time. And not to say that Zach Levine turning 30 would be like, experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, 
But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. The end of his career. Nobody's saying that. But at that point, you'd be, you'd be five years in. Five years in. Closer to six years in to this version of the team, right? To trying to build a a a meaningful team around the skill set of Zach Levine. And if you can't do it in that time, I do think that while we're hearing like rumblings and rumors now, right, that the Bulls are listening to offers, I think that it may turn from listening to offers to going into actively trying to move those contracts and to see what you get back, right? You don't want to wait until everyone is in the last year of their deal. You want to wait till there's at least a little bit of a buffer left on that. And because of that, then you then have a little bit more flexibility. Teams then could say, hey, we're going to get a two-year look at Zach. We're going to get, you know, before we have to make a decision, you can get a couple of first-round picks. Vooch deal at, the, at that point in time would be a, would be a one-year expiring contract. Kobe White hopefully gets to stay around at that time. He shows enough to be around that second version of the team. But we may very well see this team eventually pivot from this version of the team being built around Zach Levine and his skill set to being like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, Maybe you get a young player back, or and then maybe Kobe White, Dalen Terry, Patrick Williams, Julian Phillips, right? Maybe they show enough to where you're like, hey, this young core, yeah, they, they don't have the star power, right? But maybe they, they, they're good enough to where we're going to be maybe a playing team and be bad and naturally like just use all of our draft picks. So rather than it aligning with whatever Billy's extension is, I think it's more so aligning with the timeline that they're giving this team uh, to then say, hey, it's time to go youth move. I think that may be what, what they're doing. And I could be wrong in that, right? We could be absolutely have Zach Levine to the end of his contract. But I just think with how, how things have shifted, right? And you're hearing teams hearing the team taking calls on Zach. I do think that that can shift to actively making calls on Zach by then, right? And we'll see what it means for DeMar. I think also coming into this trade deadline, depending on how good our, our, the team is or not, right? Do they look to try to take advantage of being in DeMar's last contract? Does DeMar get an extension, right? I think those type of things. Maybe the Bulls don't want to be in the same scenario they were with Nikola Vucevic this offseason, considering, yeah, Vuce built a home here in Chicago, but we are always DeMar DeRozan's second choice, right? He he wanted to be in an L.A. team, and so if you wait until it expires and the Bulls still are are one of those teams fighting barely for a play-in, and are barely to make it to, to make it to a first round of the actual playoffs, you may look at that and say, hey, DeMar's probably going to walk and try to go, like, with what the Clippers have still found a way to add, with what the Lakers have found a way to add. I would not be shocked at all if next offseason the Lakers look at it and say, hey, we got a lot of these young, talented players locked in for a while now. Let's go ahead and give our full mid-level exception to DeMar DeRozan, right? And then see what adding a veteran to this young core, as well as with, uh, Russell's still there, LeBron's there, right? AD's there. They could do something like that. The Clippers could do the same thing. Maybe Kawhi and, and Paul George look like they're healthy. Maybe the Clippers send off Paul George, which is something that's been rumored, and then they replace him with DeMar DeRozan in the offseason and pair with Kawhi. Like, anything is possible, right? And, I, and maybe the Bulls, hopefully, they move about it a little bit smarter. They either lock him into an extension or decide to move him by the trade deadline. But with how this team is gone, eh, maybe not. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Reginald. Hey, hey, this is Reginald from Columbus, Georgia. Uh, the last couple of days, my mind been going back. I guess because I'm just, I guess because I'm old here now. Now I was thinking about a player named Danny Green, like, but not right now, but back in the day when he first came out of college from UNC, well, North Carolina, 
after he won a championship with them, and he got drafted by Cleveland in the second round. And I was thinking, why is this guy who's a clear defensive stud and actually really good three-point shooter not getting drafted in the first round? And then you know, I see him wishing Chicago had picked him. And then I see him with Cleveland, you know, either going from the D League to the back of the bench. And I see him, when I saw him getting way up, like, finally Bulls going to get him because they need a 3D shooting guard. But they pass him by. And then he goes to San Antonio where he's on and off the team until Pop finally gets him to realize his potential. And it just, and for like, the next 12 years, he's the best role player in the NBA. And I was just wondering, like, are there any young players like that now in the NBA where guys who had that, you know, have that background, have that championship background, have that, have the key fundamentals already locked down, but just haven't met the right coach who could get that out of them? And is Billy Donaldson the type of coach who can find that, you know, diamond of rough and grow them to maturity and help them get to their, and use them to the best ability? I was just wondering. Diamond in the rough. Um, I don't trust Billy Donovan to find a diamond in a pile of diamonds. I just don't. Like, let's just be clear here. I Like, Billy just does not seem like his mind is set on development, and that was one of the reasons he was brought there. That's why it's so glaring. That's why I stick on it so much. It's not because the Billy Donovan is the only coach that doesn't play young players. No, that's not it, right? There are, there are other coaches in this NBA system, team, well, NBA uh, league that doesn't play young players. But when you are a team, you don't you haven't made the marquee free agent signing since you brought in Caruso, Alonzo, and Demar. You just haven't. And development has always been one of the things that are that's going to help this Bulls team up their ceiling. And we haven't done it. So I just don't trust Billy Donovan to be that coach. But are there? I think we have some of those players on this team. I think Io is that type of player. Is a player that you know fought for things in co- in college, went on tournament runs in college. It was a damn good scorer and facilitator in, co- in college, and he could be that player. Yes, he's had a, a solid first season and a rough second season. Could absolutely still turn into that, right? You look at Adama Sanago, could he be that, right? Uh, you look at Appleby, another player that we brought in, could he be that? A player that absolutely led his conference in scoring, right? There are always going to be players that come in and that don't necessarily get that, that luster that you would expect by the way that their collegiate career went. But the thing, the fact of the matter is, is that until you develop your own, I'm not worried about you finding a diamond in the rough. Could do, could we possibly have a diamond that we're not even shining and and making uh you know something important because of a lack of development from our head coach and Billy Donovan, right? So you know a, a player, a head of player development is going to help that, but there's always going to be players like that. It it happens, right? And I think that you know Danny Green was such a special case because he wasn't ready though. Let's be clear here: Danny Green didn't flash even that defensive acumen in his first couple of seasons that he eventually get, went to. He had to go to a coach that knew how to maximize that. I think there are two programs, two teams in the NBA that are great at development. It's the San Antonio Spurs and it's the, and it's the Miami Heat, right? That, those are the two, the two franchises that have really shown you we're going to get the most out of the talent that we have here, right? So, I, I mean, really, those are the ones that you're looking at, and that's how I would like to model this team after as far as development, right? You look at the San Antonio Spurs, you always have a have such a high ceiling look at that team because of what they have there and how Coach Popovich builds up players. And that is why you see him signing a, a long extension when people thought he may be retiring because he gets to guide that first part, that first leg of Victor Wimbiama's career. So, you know, I wish we had that coach here. We just don't. All right, let's get into this last voicemail. This one's from Shay. Yo, Hayes, what's up? This is Shay. You know, 
I've been thinking, and a lot of people are saying, I.O. should walk, I.O. shouldn't walk. Let me tell y'all something. For all y'all people that's talking about, oh, we have a lot of guards, you also have to remember something. Along with DeMar DeRozan, Alex Crusoe is on his side no year of his deal. And let's also think about it. Although Alex Crusoe is a great defender, and he helps a lot in us winning, he also gets injured half of the season a lot of times. And has had some injury history throughout his time with the Chicago Bulls. Now, look, I'm not saying that, oh, Alex Crusoe won't be back or we can't resign him, but, I mean, you might want to take that into consideration and sign I.O. to this long-term deal because they don't guarantee that we're going to automatically keep Alex Caruso once the contract runs out after this season. Anyway, hey, tell me what you think. Peace. All right, so first up, let me just clear some things up. Alex Caruso actually has a partially guaranteed deal for the 2024-25 season, so he could potentially have another year on his contract after DeMar. Now, what I will say and back you up on, though, Shay, is that with DeMar's contract coming off the books, they could potentially look to opt out of, of Caruso's contract, but then they can't always re-sign him later, but they could, you look, if they agree with Alice Caruso, he understands the plan, they can decide to, you know, come off that contract, they could then re-sign him, but they could also then file maybe the career-ending injury exception for Lonzo Ball. And then at that point, you have your opportunity to make a significant move in free agency. Use that free use that space because they'll still have Caruso's bird rights. Use that space to go out and get you a, a free agent, which now that DeJounte Murray is not going to be free agent next year, I don't know necessarily who that target could be off the top of my head, but I'm sure there'll still be some there. They could look to do that and then bring back Alex Caruso, right? That's that, that, that the Bulls have some flexibility that they can as soon as next year. It just depends on how they want to use that flexibility. So we'll end up seeing. I, 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 I don't, I'm not real willing to bet on that, right? I do think that this team, per, you know, the first voicemail, I do think that this team is probably more likely than not going to, you know, keep trying to use that mid-level exception each year. Stay under that luxury tax area, right? Make some moves to continue trying to build around this core for a little while. But who's to say? If the Bulls go through another season, and they are a play-in, or God forbid, or not even a play-in team. They could that could that could drastically change the Chicago Bulls' plans going into next offseason. So this is really going to be a year of really trying to evaluate what those future projections look like for the Bulls, and we'll end up seeing we'll end up seeing what's coming out of it, man. But hey, that's my time for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod.gmail.com. Make sure you guys check out the whole Chi-Town uh, uh, Sports Central family where we got Bear Central, uh, Chicago Bulls Central, NBA Central, Chicago Blackhawks Central, Chicago White Sox and Cubs Central. Make sure you guys go and check out the whole Central family and support us there as well. But thank you for tuning in. That's my time for today. You guys can send us a, a voice mes message, text message, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.